exceedingly, abundantly great grace, His great power to flood us and to do things only that He can do. Because when He does it, guys, He gets the glory. And you submit to Him. You resist the devil. But you have to first submit to Him. And, and then He will come in. And then He will shoo the devil away. And then He will bring whatever you need into your life. And He wants to do that. He wants you to step across the mundane. He wants you to step across your own self. He wants you to step into the supernatural. He wants you to step into the empowerment of, of the Holy Spirit to do things, great and mighty things that only He can do through you. But you've got to be a willing vessel. So you're here this morning. You're breathing. You have purpose. God has a purpose for your life. It's not just a nice little statement that people make. It's the truth. He has a purpose for your life, and it's to advance the kingdom of God. And we do that by an intimacy with Him through worship through giving Him and acknowledging who He is in our lives. So this morning, if you come in here this morning and you, you feel like you're just a nomad, that you're a wanderer, that you don't have any purpose in life, this message is for you. If you're here this morning, you've been a Christian for 40 years and you're still, man, you're just still doing things day to day in your own strength, this message is for you because we've got to get out of ourselves. That's why the Bible says that we have to die to ourselves. It's not, it's not an ugly thing that God says, that you, need to, you need to die to yourself so you can live for me. It's a beautiful thing when we die to ourselves because the Christ, the, the, the Christ that was, was raised from the dead, the, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, comes to live in us and bring life to us. So I want to just briefly look at Ephesians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to always bring your Bibles. I have a thread that's loose, don't I? This keeps flying up in my face here. It's kind of distracting. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Say Ephesians. This was a church in a city called Ephesus. It'd be like the church at San Angelo. You know, we're called the San Angeloans. Or, yeah, that's what we're called. We're San Angeloans. We're Angeloites, right? So he's, he's writing. Sometimes people just forget. He's writing a letter to a church that he helped establish. And he said, this guy's is some things I'm seeing in you. Man, he was really wanting to bless them. He's wanting to pray over them. And he wants to, to remind them. Listen, everything he wrote then, he's writing for us today. When Paul penned these words, Jesus knew, Holy Spirit knew, God the Father knew that Harold Watkins would be preaching this from this passage on July the 19th, 2015, in 2015 in San Angelo, Texas at Freedom Fellowship. Does that amaze you? He already knew that this scripture was, it's not, it's not dead and gone. The scripture is alive. The word of God is alive. So Ephesians 2, stand to your feet one more time. We're going to honor God by reading of the word, these two verses, that if you will get these scriptures, these verses in your heart this morning, you will be changed. Now to him, read with me, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, say that loud, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, now to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. Are you a, a, a part of this next generation? Are you part of the, all the generations? Is God a forever God? Then this word's for you. Say, th- say thank you, Lord, for this word. You may be seated. I love it because his word is for us today. Preachers need the word as much as anybody else. I, I need the word. Man, when God gives me a message, just it's like he's pointing this at me. Hey, Harold, this is what you need. You need to be reminded of my exceeding abundance. And the word, the X-file word for this week is exceedingly. Now, this word comes from a Greek word 
Huper. Say Huper. That's your Greek word for the day, Huper. It's spelled, uh, and curiously enough, it's spelled H-Y-P-E-R. We know it as hyper. And we know people that do things exceedingly. They exceed things, right? That's where that, that's where that word came from, hyper. It, it goes above and beyond and more than. But God uses it. We use it kind of that word hyper in a negative way. God is a hyper God. Say, God's hyper. <laughs> you know why? Because he does things exceedingly above all the more than we can ask or imagine. He doesn't do it in a bad way. It's in a good way that God is hyper. Or huper, if, you would, if that sounds better for you in the Greek. Huper. Okay? So God is, is abundantly. He wants to do more than we can ask or think. I like the, the, new, the, the NIV says or more than we can ask or imagine. See, whatever you can think of, whatever you can imagine, if it's lined up with God's purpose for your life, it can come to pass. It can come to pass. If it's lining up with God's purpose, this is where we miss it so much, church. We think if I've got this dream, I've got this vision, I've got this purpose, and it's about the I in you instead about God's got this purpose, God's put this dream in my heart, God has this plan for my life. When we get those confused, guys, we get off track because we have to understand when, when he's given us these scriptures, he's talking about these purposes and the plan, the exceedingly abundant things that he wants to give us are things that line up with his will, are things that line up with his word. And so you think if, if you've got this big grandiose dream that you're going to start a business and all these good things are going to happen and it's not in God's will, then don't expect him to do the exceedingly abundantly more because you're doing it in your own flesh. And you know what? When we do it in our own flesh, it may look like an, a success to the world, but it's not a success to God. Y'all hear me? Y'all, y'all understand where I'm going with this this morning? We've got to line up our thinking with God's, with God's word, with his plan and purpose for our life. John 10, 10, I love this verse. It says, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. See, the devil has a purpose. The thief, you can interchange the word devil, Diablo, Beelzebub, Lord of Flies, whatever you want. The bad guy, the evil one, the enemy. He has a plan for your life, and he wants to steal. He wants to kill you. He's tried to kill me several times. He's probably tried to kill y'all. He, and he wants to steal. He wants to steal your money. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to rob from you peace of mind. And he wants to destroy you. You know why? Because he goes at, you know why he goes after Christians? Because he doesn't want you to have a testimony. He wants your testimony to be, oh, I don't know why God did that to me. That's what he wants your testimony to be. Instead of, man, God is good. God is, you, you wouldn't believe what God's doing in my life and how our lives affect other people's lives. So this morning, God wants to do amazing things in your life. He wants to do, listen, the devil comes and steal, comes destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you just might have life, that you might just get by. No. But see, that's what we do as Christians. How many of you have ever just done that? You just, I just want to make it through the day, right? If I can just get, if I can just make it to the bed tonight, get in the bed. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Just give me. That's, sometimes that's how our attitude is. Oh, God, if I just pay this last bill, you know, if I could just do this and get my car started. You know, we, we think so, we so limit God. We so limit God, and God wants to do these abundant things in our life. And we're living in the, ah, uh, just get by life. That's not God's plan. He's the over and above. Listen to what Jesus said. He counters that. He said, the thief comes to do those bad things. He said, but I have come that they, say, I'm a they. That they may have life. And have it abundantly. No, I see it didn't. You got it, Mary Lou. More abundantly. 
Say, he's the God of more. Say, these, these, these descriptions of God, I, I think when Paul wrote that, he said, God is something else I can, that just doesn't seem enough, exceedingly, ab- abundantly, beyond, you know, because you're more than that. And that's what we need to get in our spirit this morning, that God's the more in your situation, in your life. He's the more abundant God. Romans 8, 37 says this, and yet in all things we are more than what? Conquerors. We're more than conquerors through him. Listen, not of yourself, through him who loved us. Now, let me tell you what, uh, what more than a conqueror is. Uh, a conqueror is somebody that wins a battle. Okay? You go and you win a battle. A more than a conqueror is somebody that gets a spoil from the battle. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And let me give you an example. Let's say, God, you, you've, uh, the enemy has put on you cancer. God does not give people cancer to teach them a lesson. All right? Understand that. Oh, I just, I'm just going to endure this because God's put that. God does not do that to his kids. The enemy does. And God comes in and he heals. Let's say he heals you of cancer. And, man, you are walking, man, through doctors, through medicine, or through supernatural. But you are healed of cancer. And you are a victor. Say, so yeah, I've got victory over this. And here's what a, a victor is great. But here's what a, a, a more than a conqueror does. A more than a conqueror goes and prays for the next person that has cancer. And sees that person healed and delivered. And you've got to spoil. And then that person goes and does it. And that person goes and You know how it multiplies? That's the fruit. That's a spoil that we're more than conquerors. So matter, and listen, maybe God's delivered you from an addiction. Maybe you've been a, uh, delivered from alcohol or, or some other terrible addiction. Maybe it's a food addiction or pornography or, or, or smoke, you know, whatever it could be. Just name the, the addiction. And you, God has delivered you miraculously from that addiction. God doesn't want you just to be a conqueror over that. Matter of fact, that's why I do not like the declaration, I am still that, because that's not who you are. Okay, you're more than a conqueror. He says, now you go and take this victory and get a spoil. Go find somebody else that's been, that's been uh, uh, tormented by that same addiction, and you teach them truth, and you pray over them, and you see them come out of that addiction. That's more than a conqueror. We have more than conquerors in here this morning. Amen? Don't let the enemy, man, if he's robbed a few years from your life, get the spoil to take back those years. Man, let him, let him do some supernatural things in you. That's who we are as a church, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. Let's just go and have a good service and go and still live a mundane life. I've been done with that for 15 years. But sometimes we slip back into that mode, don't we? I'm just going to make it through the day. Help me make it through the night, you know. Don't tell me why. Don't old beer drinking song. Let's just get by. Just get by. Man. I don't, I don't want, I'm, I'm done with just getting by. Say, I'm done with getting by. Amen. <laughs> you guys are fired up. Woo! I like it. Oh, man, what a testimony, Colin and Kim. That, that's awesome. I got to go in there and congratulate her, congratulate her while ago. Uh, that's a spoil. Y'all understand that? That's a spoil. Y'all understand that? What they went through, what God delivered them out of because grace they took a spoil this morning. We had a young man come forward to give his life to Jesus Christ this morning. Before, before we even gave an invitation. That's a spoil! Gabriel Vasquez came up and gave his life to Jesus Christ, guys. I love it. I think there's going to be more spoils today. 
Man, God redeems and restores for a purpose. He's the exceedingly abundant God. Amen? Listen to how the Amplified Version puts that. I, I, I like it when it breaks it down. God is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our thoughts, hopes, or dreams. That's a lot, what he wants to do for you. You know, you can get by, you can go through life, and you can say, I have faith for my salvation. And guess what? That faith for your salvation will get you to heaven. But Mary Lou and I, at the, about 15 years ago, we came to the place of thinking that, you know, all we've had so far in our life is faith for our salvation. We were living a Christian life. We were teaching. We were leading. I was leading worship. And Mary Lou and I were doing the college class, and, and, and we were seeing God do some really cool things there. But we were stepping into some other things. We were like, okay, God, we see this, and we want to pray for this. And uh, we had other people begin to speak into our lives about the more, and we began to go after the more. But listen, so many people, that they don't want to, ex- they don't want to extend their faith beyond their salvation. Listen, if you've just left your faith at the salvation table, you've, you've missed a whole lot more. God has for you. And, and the problem with that is that sometimes people, here's how we spell faith in here. It's R-I-S-K, risk. A lot of people are just, they're okay with just getting by. But I, I'm asking, we're calling for a people like, to, for an army to rise up. I think y'all sang that a couple of weeks ago. There's an army rising up, and it's not about nine millimeter guns. Even though I got to shoot one last night for the first time. You know I didn't care if I hit the target or not. I was just, poo. You know, it's just fun to shoot. <laughs> you know, there's so many things you can parallel in life, even like, like what we did last night. It was a bunch of guys getting together and, and kids. A lot, of, a lot of training, a lot of teaching. It's kind of like a church service in a way. Come together to teach one another and, and, and operate in, in a gift of, and these guys have gifts and they know how to. But Jeremy, where's Jeremy? Raise your hand, Jeremy. Jeremy was, he, he is a, he's a veteran. He knows how to use the pistol. And he came alongside me. Actually, he came behind me. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come alongside you, Pastor. I'll just stay behind you because you got the gun, you know. But he, he came alongside me and showed me how to, to load a magazine and load a gun and how to put the safety on, how to take the safety off, how to prepare, how to hold it, how to shoot. And, and it, it, was, it was very important that they were showing us all these things. Listen, that's what we do here in church. That's what you come together. We come together because I'm shooting you the word today. I am. The word, and guess what? You all have big targets on you. I had a big, I wore the, I wore the Freedom Fellowship shirt with the target on it last night. And I said, man, I should have wore that. I know. But you're a target for the word of God, and the word will not return to him void. So when they're speaking the word this morning, it's going and it's doing surgeries, and it's doing what he's supposed to do. If you'll let the word do what the word can do and wants to do what Jesus wants to do through the Holy Spirit, your lives will be transformed. You will walk out of here going, I'm not, I'm not going to settle for the mundane anymore. I'm not going to settle for the just getting by anymore. I want the more. I want to be able to lay my hands on the sick. I want to say cancer go in Jesus' name. I want to command pain to leave in Jesus' name. I want to see people rise up. I want to see people saved. I want to see people delivered from addiction. I don't want to have to go through a 12-step program to get delivered. 
and that's our God. He's, he, he does ex- exceedingly abundantly more. We just got to believe that he can do that. Get him out of the box. Get him out of the box, church. He's got a purpose for every one of you this morning, and I think many of you have realized it. I want to read one more scripture, a couple of more scriptures, and we'll close. Luke 11, if you'll skip on Luke 11. There is a, is this your water, Colin? You got anything? She just got pregnant and I'm drowned. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. It would be immaculate conception. We could take another kid. I'm young enough. Risk. People don't like risk. People come to church and say, well, I'm really, I felt real comfortable in your church. I said, really? Shoot. I don't want you to feel comfortable here. We're not called to be comfortable. I mean, we have padded seats. That's cool. We're not called here to be comfortable. We don't come to church. Oh, I think I'll go hang out at the church. It's air-conditioned. The pews are nice and the... Or the seats are nice and the music's good. I'm going to come be comfortable. No, if you, if you come here and you're comfortable, I'm not preaching the word. Yeah, I understand the word comfortable. I understand the, the it's okay to say that. I'm not going to jump all over you and say, yeah, I, I'm very comfortable here. I, I want you to be comfortable here in the sense that this is where I need to be to grow and to be challenged and then go out and do the works of Jesus. Okay? Risk is... is you can have faith and sit in the boat, or you can have risk and faith and get out of the boat and do what God's called you to do. Walk on water. Walk on water. Some of you never prayed for anybody, and this week you're going to get to pray for somebody. You're, gonna not, you're not going to have to have a, a, a theological a degree of any kind of seminary degree to go and say, in Jesus' name, I bless you to be healed. Did you know it can be that simple? James and John, what did they say? I mean, Peter and John, what did they say to the man that was crippled? Hey, we don't have any money. All we got is Jesus. Just get up and walk. Was that, did they go to seminary for that? See, they didn't go to seminary. They just told them to get up, and guess what they did? Then they reached down and helped him up. Some of you this week are going to have the opportunity to reach down and pick somebody up, encourage them in the Lord, and see healing come. Listen, if you don't believe that God can do that, before you leave this morning, I, pr- I pray that your mind is renewed to believe that. That he can do all things through you and through his strength if you will submit to him and let him have his way in your life. See, a lot of people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Why would God, why would, should we be afraid of anything that God would give us? And here's the reasons I believe that a lot of people don't operate in the gifts of the, or operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't really, first of all, they haven't been taught there's just error. I, was, I wasn't taught about the power of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't taught about the gifts of the Spirit. I wasn't taught about the baptism of the Spirit. I, I, was, I, just was, I was ignorant of that, okay? A lot of people are just, they just don't know. Other people, they've seen the error. They've, they've seen other people do things weird and wacky, and, and you're just like, I don't want a part of that. And, and you know what happens then? You throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's like saying I'm never going to get, you've been in a car wreck before, but you say I'm never going to get in a, in a car again because I've been in a wreck before. Well, that's stupid. How many of you got in a car today? 
How many of you been in a wreck that got in a car today? Oh, wow, really? Why didn't you just quit riding in cars? It's safer. See, we're not safe. Risk and safe don't come to the same page. We're not operating in safety. We're operating in risk, and that's faith. So some people don't want to, they don't want to test the way. They won't even allow the thought that the Holy Spirit could do something through them because another, another reason is because they've been beat down all their life and they've been told they can't do anything right. And so they, they just give up on the whole idea that God can use them when he used the worst people in the world to do, transform the world. Anybody in here like to fish? How many of you really like to fish? You're avid fishermen. Well, see, you're in great company. Because God used fishermen to change the world. So if you say he can't use me, then quit fishing. <laughs> because he can use fishermen. I'm not going to ask if anybody's a tax collector. <laughs> or if the IRS. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that one. Luke 11. This is how God looks at He's comparing a child to a dad. He says if a child asks for an egg. If he asks for an egg, will he, the dad, offer him a scorpion? How many parents do we have here this morning? Okay. How many of you want your best, the best for your children? Are you going to give them something that would hurt them? No. You're going to teach them everything, how to avoid being hurt. Matter of fact, most parents want to give their kids more than they had. They want their kids to walk in warm. Listen, if we could just transfer that from the physical, I want, I want my kids to have more. I want, to have, I want them to have, if we could transfer that to the more in the spiritual, I want my kids to go deeper and farther and higher than me. Wouldn't that be a better thing to go after? They said, if, if a child, if you ask for an egg, would his dad give him a scorpion? He said, which is a, a, a question that Jesus already knows the answer. He's not asking them to answer it because he already knows what their answer would be. Of course not. If you then, being evil, how would you like to hear that from Jesus? Well, you're evil. <laughs> But you, being evil, all you guys out there, you being evil, huh? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, now listen, here's the more. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Some of you don't have or are not walking in because you just haven't asked. Just haven't asked. And He wants to bless you with the more, the exceedingly abundant more that only he can give you. You can't get it from your spouse. You can't get it from your kids. You can't get it from a magazine. You can't get it from watching TV. You can't get it from anything but Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives it. He gives our Father in heaven. He gives us every good and perfect gift comes from him. Perfect good gifts he wants to give you this morning. Here's what God asked from you this morning. And now there's a lot of steps we could go through. I want to cut to the chase in John 15, 5. You can go right back and read John 15 all you want to today and Ephesians. Uh, read through the book of Ephesians. A lot of encouragement in this area of what I'm talking about, the more. But Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Not just a little fruit, but bears much fruit. And this is where we've got to come to the place of. For without, without, for without me, you can do what? Nothing. See, when we come to the place this morning that your dreams, your visions, your goals, your prayers are centered on Christ. When we come to that place, when you come to that place where everything is centered on him and focused on him and you're abiding in him. 
you're going to produce much fruit. You will produce much fruit. It'll start in your families. It'll start in your families. Then it'll progress to wherever else. It'll, it'll progress to your workplace or school, your, your circle of friends. If you will center your life on Christ and abide or remain in him, the Bible talks about, and his word. I think verse 7 talks about inviting in his word. If you remain there, if you stay there, if you focus there, listen, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. But without him, you can do nothing. Nothing. See, the world has, world has a plan for what success looks like. It's not God's plan. It doesn't look the same. You understand that? The world has a plan. This is what they'll say. If you have this, 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 and this, you're successful. But God says if you, don't, if you have all that but you don't have him, you're lost and you have nothing. Let's stand. Do we have our ministry team to the front? I know a lot of ministries already taken place this morning. I had a guy come up to me and share with me. Just a, he just spoke a word over me. He said, man, you guys, he said, y'all haven't seen anything yet as far as your growth. He said, it's going to be busting out here. I said, I've been believing that for a long time. But you know what? You know when we'll bust out of here? When God busts out of you. <laughs> when he busts out of you and he's no longer corralled and controlled by you, but he controls you, then we'll bust out of the, the walls. will bust out of here because you know why? Because we want, we want, I won't even have to preach. I, most of our services will just be people coming up here telling us about miracles, what God's done in their life. Testimonies do a lot. Amen. So, Father, this morning I pray for every person in this place that they will let you bust out, that they will let you out of the box that they put you in. And, Father, that we would begin, including myself, that we would begin to experience the more, the exceedingly abundantly more of God. Father, for those in this place that have had dreams and, and they, the dreams weren't from you, Lord, I just pray right now that they would understand that those dreams are null and void, but the dreams that you give them would rise up within their heart and their spirit today. Your purpose and your plans would go forth. That would be their focus. You would be their center. And, Father, for that person or persons in this place that does not know you as Lord and Savior, we've already had one, Lord, but if there are more, if there's one in here today that doesn't know you, I pray that this would be the breakthrough day for them that they experience your salvation and your healing, your deliverance. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is the invitation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm just going to ask you to step out and come. We have a ministry team here at the front. They will take you to another room, and they will share with you about the plan of salvation. They'll pray with you to receive Christ. So if there's one, if you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe you've been a church member. Maybe you've been baptized. It don't matter. If Jesus is not living in your heart today, and you want him there, step out and come. We'll pray with you. Just step out and come quickly.